Are you tired of feeling stuck in a cycle of scarcity, knowing deep down that you're destined for so much more? Do you yearn to elevate your wealth and manifest a life overflowing with abundance? Well, get ready to embark on a transformational journey because the free Money Mindset Workshop is back and better than ever. Mark your calendars for Friday, May the 31st at 6pm UK time, where we'll be diving into the secrets of unlocking all that prosperity. If you can't make it live, no worries. You'll still have access to the replay so you won't miss a single nugget of wisdom. So why should you join me for this life-changing free workshop? Firstly, we're going to shake off those limiting beliefs and mindset blocks that have been holding you back. It's time to break free and unleash the full potential of your money mindset. Then we'll be talking about manifesting wealth and success like never before. So say goodbye to just dreaming and hello to turning those dreams into tangible realities. And let's not forget about the cash flow because we're going to explore all the ways that money can flow into your life, enriching it beyond measure. Some of you might be wondering, does mindset really work? Absolutely. This workshop will serve as your guide and light, showing you how mindset shapes your reality and empowers you to actively pursue your goals. So whether you're a newbie to positive money mindset or a seasoned pro, this workshop is designed for you. If you're ready to see a significant transformation in your wealth and you're eager to embrace new techniques for inviting prosperity into your life, then you belong here. So what's on the agenda? We've got a 90-minute interactive session where we'll tackle those limiting beliefs head-on and uncover the abundance waiting to be embraced. Just imagine, instead of struggling, you could manifest money faster easier and with less effort. Are you ready to step into a life of abundance? Join me Friday, May the 31st for my free money mindset workshop. To sign up for your free place, visit cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk forward slash workshop. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Canny Crystals, the podcast. I hope that you're all well and everyone's doing okay. So my name is Mart. I'm your host and I'm on cloud nine and I am super, super excited. If you're a long-term listener of the pod, you'll know that I put out there months ago that I wanted a specific car, a Range Rover, just to be precise. There was nothing wrong with my car. It was just that every single thing that I had on my vision board was around, you know, like health and family and abundance, you know, love, having a child. But I put this car on there as my kind of, you know, my token materialistic item, knowing that once I manifested that, I would truly feel wealthy and know that vision boarding works. And I mean, not that I had any doubts anyway, but you always just want to prove it to yourself, don't you? Time and time again, this shit works. So you might remember that I went out and I test drove one a few months ago because I just kept thinking to myself, I'm wanting this car materialistically, but what if I waste a year or more trying to manifest it? And then I absolutely hate it once I feel like get the feel of it. Do you know what I mean? Like once I get it, what if I hated that? So I went out and I test drove one. But while I was inside of it, I didn't just test drive it. I took a few photos of me in it, as well as, you know, like photos of me hands wrapped around the steering wheel, me feet on the pedals. Honestly, big shout out to Tom at Strathstone Range Rover at Silverlink because he must have been thinking, what the actual fuck? So with them photos, I put them on my vision board because I just think it's so much easier to visualize you driving a specific car or even having that goal. If you can look at those photos and you specifically see your arms with your fingernails, your watch, your bracelets, your tattoos and your feet in that car already or doing whatever it is that you have on your vision board. And it all worked as well because... I put down a deposit and I was told that because of COVID knocking production back a year or so, that they had an 18-month wait list. And I was like, 18 months? Do you know what I mean? 18 months to wait for a car is a long time. And I remember at the time thinking, it'll be absolutely perfect if I got it before the summer this year, rather than in the October when it was supposed to be expected. Because obviously the summer's when you go places, do you know what I mean? You take the dog to the beach or you go out for the day to the Lake District or just even go for a general drive. So you can imagine me shock when last month I got a call to say that my car would be ready at the end of March. So to cut a long story short, I had another call this week and my car is actually ready for me to go and collect next Wednesday. And I'm so, so excited because although I've got a good credit rating and I've had a good credit rating for a while now, obviously because I'm self-employed, I thought, oh my God, I'm not going to get the finance. There's going to be some drama or some hoo-ha. I'm probably going to have to get Johnny to stand in as a guarantor or something like that, because on paper, I only come out with £750 a month on paper, because that's how you do it to like, because I'm taking a director's wage. The accountants sort all this. I don't really look into it. But I remember just thinking, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to get this car. There's something going to happen. I'm not going to get this car. And straight away, I caught myself in that, like, you know, that mindset of doubt and lack. And I was like, no, I am going to get this car. So I was looking at my vision board, remembering how it felt to drive that car and what it felt to go on that test drive and how I'm going to feel next week when they fully reveal it and stuff like that. And I've never bought a new car before in my life. And I've always just had second-hand ones. So this is a pretty d- b- like big deal for me. They basically make it into a huge event as well when you go down. So 
when I go down, they're going to present me with my new car. The, you know, you pull a silk sheet off. It's very dramatic, just like me. And there's champagne. There's indoor fireworks. They've even got like a pizza van or a sandwich van or something going, they were saying. And it's just going to be wild. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to put it all on my story next week. So keep an eye out for that because I'm just so excited. And I realize that this might be a little triggering for some people as well. But as I've said in some past episodes, I'm all for shouting about when my manifestations work. I'm all for shouting that from the rooftops to let people know that it's possible for you as well. So just because you might be sat, if this is triggering for you, that you might be sat in a scarcity mindset or a lack mindset, because I've never had any of this growing up either. So 10 years ago, this would have probably triggered me. My family never had any money. The fact that my wealth is improving year after year is because of all the mindset and manifestation work that I'm doing behind the scenes. And I've honestly never felt better because of doing the work and sorting out my own money issues. So just as a little side note on that, if you want to learn everything that I've learned over the last 24 months in terms of, you know, raising your wealth in abundance, you can join me in my Manifesting Money Masterclass from Friday the 10th of March. I'm putting it out there. It's not quite finished just yet, but if I put a date out there, I know it'll be have to be finished by then. So it's on the Academy and it's an evergreen course, which simply means that although I'm launching it on Friday, the 10th of March, you can join whenever you like. So if you're listening to this in 2024, don't worry, you haven't missed it. It's evergreen. It's there all year round. You can do the course in your own time. There's even like a little Facebook integration that I've kind of put into it. So it's like Facebook style comment sections on each lesson. So you can share your realizations and your wins And I think that in itself is so powerful because then you can comment and like on other people's and see what other people are going through the same as you as they go through the course as well. And what's more, if you're one of the first 100 people to buy the course, you'll get it at a 50% off discount. Yes, half price. And this course is going to talk about manifestation, EFT, Feng Shui, using crystals, meditation, visualization, subliminal audios, decluttering, anchoring, so, so much more. In fact, there's six modules and there's 25 lessons. Each lesson should take you maybe an hour or so. There's workbooks. Realistically, it's kind of like a six-week course, if you want to put it that way. So if you do like a module a week, but the beauty is, like I say, you can start whenever you like. You can complete it in your own time. I'm so, so proud of it. And the course itself has all these downloadable workbooks all the way through as well. So you're not just left to your own devices. And it's all on my academy platform at cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk. Anyway, it's called the Manifesting Money Masterclass. Go check it out now. Sign up to the wait list and be in one of the first 100 people to access it at 50% off. I've got five students on it at the moment because I asked basically these people that I knew would give me good, honest feedback. And big shout out to them because they've been on it for the last couple of weeks, just testing out the first few modules just to make sure everything's okay. You know, all the downloads are working, the videos are fine. And the feedback has been incredible. Even one of the girls won a thousand pound at the bingo over the weekend after doing one of the exercises in module three. I honestly, like, it's so powerful. It is super, super powerful. But I wanted to take everything I've learned, basically, about manifesting money and just share it all with you. So I'm super excited for that. Friday the 10th of March, put it in your diaries. I'll be going live on Instagram and Facebook and probably TikTok as well on the lead up to that, just to talk about it, to answer any questions, that kind of thing. And yeah, so Friday the 10th of March, put it in your diaries. Right, that's enough of me babbling on. On with today's episode. So, 
I've been reading a little more than usual this last week. And rum roll and trumpets, please. I have finally read The 5am Club and Miracle Morning. Praise the Lord. Honestly, they have been sat on my bedside table for well over a year now, would you believe? And I'm sure people used to think that they were just there for decoration when they were coming to my bedroom. But hey-ho, it's all there. So, first lesson. Stop procrastinating, read the goddamn book. No, that's not one of the lessons I wanted to talk about, but it's something that I've learned from putting it off so long because, like I say, I actually enjoyed reading this. Okay, so we know that nothing gets you out of bed on a morning like, you know, an important task or something that you love to do. So picture the scene, okay? The alarm starts ringing, you're fumbling around in the dark to switch it off because, let's face it, dark mornings are the worst, aren't they? Like, especially when it's cold, like right now. You're all toasty in bed. All you want is a little more sleep. The last thing you want to do is to get out of bed into that cold, dark morning. But mornings don't have to be miserable moments of kind of resentfully hauling yourself out of bed. And one way to make sure that you start the day right, according to the Miracle Morning book, is to have an important task ahead of you. So just by knowing that something that you really care about is waiting for you, That's such a good reason to get out of bed earlier than normal. So if we take going on holiday, for example, or even just like, you know, going on a road trip somewhere, you might be going to a theme park for the day, you might be going to the beach for the day, you know, like if you need to get up at maybe 5am to set off to the airport or hit the road at that time because you're going down south or across country, wherever, your alarm goes off at 5am and you've got somewhere to be or something to look forward to, you're out of that bed in a shot. Whereas on a normal working day, if your alarm went off at 5am, what would you do? Chances, you'd probably roll over, you'd turn it off, you'd fall straight back to sleep, yeah? I know I certainly would anyway. Um, But one of the biggest lessons that I learned and took away from that book is about finding your call for what gets you out of bed. So for one example, they use that it's simply the chance to spend a couple of hours reading in peace before the rest of the world begins to make itself felt. Because reading is something that, people like to do okay I like to read but I wouldn't necessarily get out of bed for it whereas some people are proper bookworms and just by having a book to read on their bedside table they might want to get up an hour earlier than usual and get cracking into a book mornings are an oasis of calm in a hectic life okay and it's often the only chance that we would maybe get to engross ourselves in a good book And I kind of feel the same way because like I say I used to take a book to work with me to read on my lunch break But now that I'm so busy, I end up working through my lunch breaks at the minute. Or I end up just eating on the go, you know what I mean? Like in my car, if I've been to meetings. And because of that, I don't really get to read. And so if I don't read at night before I get into bed, I won't read at all for that day. So what happens when I head to bed and I'm just too tired? Because then there might be something decent on the TV or I might just be like too tired and just want to sleep. I just won't read which isn't great for me because I do really enjoy it. And that's just one example anyway. You can use like your miracle mornings to your advantage in whatever way you like. Some people use mornings to pursue their passion. So one of the other examples in the book is a man that is usually out of the house no later than 7am. And that's because it's a great time, you know, to walk around the city centre and put his passion to use. His passion is to capture the early morning light with his camera. So he's walking around an empty city and it's great because he can take like loads of like like photographic shots and stuff like that and throughout all these examples in the book there's a simple trick that'll help you to get a good start and it's don't use the snooze button on your alarm 
Okay, so the author's interviews with all these successful early risers throughout the book, it showed that while 71% of users used an alarm, only 30% of them used the snooze function. Now, they were all successful people, okay? And there's a good reason for that. I think grabbing a few extra minutes of sleep, it might feel like what your body needs right now, or in that moment, should I say, but in the end, you're going to feel more tired than if you'd just gotten up when your alarm first rang. Because we go through, you know, I've talked about this before, those 90-minute uh, cycles of sleep. So if you go into a cycle of sleep for maybe, I don't know, a snooze of 10 minutes, your body's going to start sinking, sinking, and sinking, getting more and more relaxed. And then all of a sudden, you're going to be sprung out of that, and you're going to feel more tired because you didn't have the other 80 minutes to complete a full cycle. Think of it this way, light sleep can be compared to kind of revving a car engine without putting it into gear. It's just a waste of petrol or diesel, whichever you prefer. The most important tip, however, is to follow your own instincts, okay? So experiment and see what works for you because, like I say, with anything to do with spirituality, something that does the trick for other people might not necessarily work for you. And if you realize that it doesn't, don't be afraid to abandon it and try something else. But overall, some of your best work will be done in the morning. So give yourself some time to see to it before tackling other tasks. So it might be, I don't know, a big work project or something more personal. You probably have a whole list of things that you keep meaning to get around to, but you never seem to find the time for. I know I do. There simply doesn't seem to be enough hours in the day. Like I always say, I don't have time to fart. Well, There are, okay? There are. You just need to snatch those hours early in the morning because that's often the time that you'll end up doing your most important work. So I know like pre-pandemic, for example, when I used to work in the NHS, in the summer months, because I'm not going to lie and say this happened during the winter months, because it didn't. But in the summer months, I would sometimes be up at 5am. I'd be at the gym and go for a swim by 6am. I'd have a workout, a swim, a sauna, and then I'd be at my desk for 7 And then because I started work at seven, I could get finished work at around three o'clock. And then I had the rest of the afternoon to myself to do whatever I wanted to do. So I might get home at like half three, I take the dog out for a walk. And then I'm sat down at five o'clock. I've got the rest of the night because I worked in the NHS. I didn't have any other jobs at the time. I'd got through all the tough stuff. So I had about five or six hours to myself where I could just like, I don't know, play on my PlayStation or, you know, like go and meet friends. I don't have time for that right now. Do you know what I mean? But making the right start is key if you really want to get to the vital things. Like I say, it's easier said than done in the winter because, oh my God, it's just a nightmare, isn't it, when it's dark and cold. But one way of doing that is to avoid beginning the day by checking your emails and checking through social media. And we're all guilty of this, including myself. My alarm might go off at, say, six o'clock in the morning at the minute, and I'll still be laying in bed at 7.30. I'll be scrolling TikToks, laughing my head off. I'll be scrolling Instagram. I'll be checking messages. I'll be checking emails. I'll be responding to people. Or I might even go to the toilet at five o'clock in the morning and I'll, you know, sneakily look at my emails when I clamber back in at bed. And say, for example, there's an email on there that's to do with something that infuriates me, like Royal Mail, for example. I'm then instantly put into a bad mood at 5am and then I struggle to get back to sleep. So make sure you do at least one other task before you open your inbox, before you open your social media. I don't know, you could write in your journal, you could take a shower, go and eat breakfast, go out for a run, whatever you can do. Just make sure you do at least one other thing before opening your inbox or opening your social media. Because what you'll realise is 
by checking your emails and social media first thing, that's going to dictate the course of your day. So like I say, if I open a shitty email at five o'clock in the morning, chances I'm going to be put in a bad mood and I'm going to have a shit day because I'm going to be looking for other bad things to like correlate to. So responding to emails is kind of reactive, whereas your morning activities should be proactive, okay? It's the time to take care of your own needs and schedule your day. And a great way of setting your own agenda for the day is to write down a to-do list the night before. And I think I've spoke about this in a previous episode as well. Um, But you can do it on a morning if you prefer to, but try it. Just sit down and write out a list of what you want to accomplish that day. Because once you've got your list wrote down on paper or on your phone, and you start working through the tasks, you're going to begin with the most important, okay? Because I call this, and there's a good phrase that's out there, I call this chewing the frog, okay? You might have heard of that before, but it's all about getting the most important thing done first and out of the way. Because if you leave that like really daunting task and really, really important task to last, the chance is you might put it off tomorrow or you simply won't have time for it a day. And you'll keep Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Deferring it to the next day and the next and the next and before you know it, the deadline's come and you still haven't done it. So chew the frog, get shit done. Okay, that's kind of what the motto is. But another lesson that I learned is something I already feel quite passionate about, which is physical activity. So early morning exercise can really, really set you up for a healthy, happy and productive day. It's pretty common sense, right? We all know that. Let's not beat around the bush. Exercise is good for you. That's something that everybody knows. But exercise isn't just about toning your abs or, you know, getting that booty. It's as good for the mind and soul as it is for the body as well. So yes, there are athletes that get up at 5.30 every morning and hit the gym first thing. That's part and parcel of the life of an athlete. But there's more to it than that. Like I say, getting their bodies moving, that's their way of meditating. And I know myself that there are days when I'll occasionally skip my working routine That's unavoidable sometimes because life is so busy for us all. That's why I invested in the Peloton in December because I'm easing the resistance between me going to the gym and me working out. So now I only have to go upstairs in my house and I can do a full-on hit class on the Peloton. I can do yoga, I can do spinning or whatever it is that I fancy that day. But when you make working out the most important part of your morning routine, 
you feel on top of the world for the rest of that day. And I know that might sound sad, but it's the truth. Like I say, easier said than done when it's cold, dark mornings. I get that. But when it's a little lighter and warmer, I'll go back to me early morning workouts as then it's out the way and I've got the rest of me day to crack on. But getting started can seem quite daunting, like working out first thing in the morning. So it's easy to set overly ambitious targets and just end up feeling guilty because you haven't met them. But just remember, you can start with something really, really small and gradually increase the strenuousness of your workout routine over time. You don't have to go all guns blazing at at the start. Be kind to yourself, okay? Any movement is better than no movement at all. Remember, I'm not saying you have to do a 10k run. I'm not saying you've got to go and hike up Ben Nevis before you've had your morning coffee or an hour of yoga before seven o'clock. Not at all. Sometimes I do a 20 minute spin class because I feel like I can't be bothered and I've got no energy. But 20 minutes is better than nothing at all. If I did 20 minutes every day for a week, that's two hours, 20 minutes that I wouldn't have done at all if I had not done anything. A little is better than nothing. It all mounts up. It's all going to snowball. Look at, what was that um, book called? Atomic Habits, where it's all about like taking a habit and just doing tiny little things and it all snowballs. It all mounts up. And over time, that compounds. There's a a good book called The Compound Effect as well. Um, But yeah, a good way of, I don't know, getting going is to build up exercise kind of into your pre-existent routine. So you could do, I don't know, a set of jumping jacks while you're waiting for your kettle to boil. Yeah, you might look crackers, but at the end of the day, you're still doing a bit of exercise. You could hold a plank position while you're like waiting of your car to defrost. Don't do it outside in the car park or on your drive. Do it inside. Just do a little plank for 30 seconds to a minute. You could jog on the spot every time you're waiting for your food to cook, for example. My Johnny sits down every Sunday and he plans out his workout routine around his work and other commitments that he's got going for that week ahead. And by resisting the temptation to set his exercise plans in stone... He's basically freeing himself up to be like, take a more pragmatic approach. And that means he's less likely to cancel or postpone an individual session. The next lesson learned from the book is about morning meditation. And we know this morning meditation focuses your mind for the rest of the day. If you do it regularly. Yeah. So, so it's easy to dismiss meditation as a fad, especially if you've never tried it before. But there must be a reason why people regularly meditate. And the reason so many people swear by it is that it's a great way to start the day. So early morning meditation sessions can be the most important part of your day. The moments of like calm in that you can confront your concerns about what lies ahead for the rest of the day. And once you've done that, the rest of the day then just falls into place. In fact, I think some people are so devoted to meditating on a daily basis that they make sure they never miss a single session. They won't do anything else until they have physically meditated. So let's take the president of Pixar and Walt Disney, for example. He meditates for around 30 to 60 minutes every single day after waking. And he says that he hasn't gone a single day without doing that for multiple years. Okay, not months or weeks, years. He says that slowing down and just focusing his mind really sets him up for like responding calmly to unexpected events. And it really sets him up for the rest of the day. So even if he has a hectic day ahead of him, he meditates before he does anything else. 
And if that sounds good to you, you might be wondering where to start. So meditation is all about being mindful of your surroundings and being in the moment. So a good place to jump in is by focusing your mind on the mundane moments, like making yourself coffee or tea in the morning. Just ground yourself in the moment. Pay attention to how the kettle feels in your hand. What noise you can hear from the water boiling. You're using, the, if you're using the spoon to stir, you're moving your arms to stir your brew. Whatever it is that you're doing, once you're fully focused on the task at hand, you're already meditating. That is meditation. If you want to know more about meditation, um, you can check out my blog, for example. There's a couple of blog posts on there. I think I've even done a podcast episode on it. It might be like episode two or three. It's called Mindfulness and Meditation. But yeah, go and check that out if you want more information. Another lesson I learned from the book is about putting yourself first with some you time. In fact, carving out some you time is another great way of setting yourself up for the day. So just taking a moment to do things that are important to you, that gives you a head start on your day. And when things begin, like, you know, getting a little more hectic, you're already then well positioned to take them in your stride. So for example, if you're a busy parent, you might find that getting up earlier is helpful to you because you can tidy up or you can, you know, deal with personal and work-related issues because that might be the best thing for you because then your mind is at rest. So, you know what they say, like, was it clear mind, clear, was it clear mind, clear conscience? Something like that. I've just probably made that up. But by the time everyone else is up and about, you've already got firmly in your groove and that makes you both, you know, more productive and happier for the rest of the day. But it isn't just housework and chores that you can make extra time for. Whatever it is that you want to do with the extra time that you've freed up, it's important not to dive straight into work. So slowing down your morning routine, it will have a calming influence on the rest of the day and that will prevent you from becoming swamped. And I know I've covered this in a previous podcast episode as well, but you can start preparing your morning routine the evening before. You might think that morning routines are all about, well, you know, mornings, but setting yourself up for a great start to the day is something you can actually begin planning the previous evening. And a good night's sleep is key. I'm not going to beat around the bush. A good night's sleep is paramount, okay? So how do you go about ensuring that you get enough rest to start bright and early? In a word, it's by disconnecting. Okay, that means switching off from all your technological connections to the world as early as you can each evening. So I try and come off my phone as a matter of principle, really, for anything to do with work by 6pm, because that's usually when I do my Instagram and TikTok posts. And then after that, that's me switched off the evening. That's me finished work. Yes, I might still be doing work or recording a podcast, but I'm not mindlessly scrolling on my work account, responding to messages, getting involved with like customer interactions and stuff like that. That's my time for like catching up on life admin, basically. And then I'll try to put my phone on charge and face the screen down by 10 p.m. at the latest. And the reason I do that is because otherwise, if I see a notification, I can end up looking at my phone and before I know it, I'm down a rabbit hole on TikTok, watching videos on UFOs and all that jazz. And before I know it, it's 1am. If I'm not ready for bed at that time, when I put my phone down at 10pm, 
that's when I'll read one of my books to kind of tire my mind out and wind myself down. And I try not to check my email inbox after 6pm as well. And it's a technique that makes for a relaxing evening. And it leaves me feeling refreshed and ready to conquer the world the next day. Because I know that if I get sucked into other things, like I say, I could be up until 1am trying to sort out things. And it's an absolute nightmare. I don't want to have time for that. And I can't be doing that seven days a week. So this is me saying I need to disconnect. So reflection as well and quietly going over the course of your day, that can help you disconnect and depressurize as well. So I'll often ask myself, like as I lay in bed, I'll close my eyes, I'll put my head down on the pillow and I ask myself in my head, what have been the highlights and low points of my day? And I find that that really helps me to like reflect on my day and think about what I can be proud of or grateful for because that helps me unwind and clears my mind and it puts me puts me to sleep with a smile on my face if I'm totally honest because truly disconnecting is sometimes easier said than done but little details can make all the difference so the book for example talks about how every evening the author lays out the clothes they plan on wearing the next day which makes their morning a whole lot less complicated and I get that I've done it from time to time and I'll plan ahead you know if I know it's going to be a busy day or I've got an early start and I've got a meeting I'll iron the suit or whatever there's nothing better than jumping out the shower and whacking your already ironed clothes on and just getting on with your morning it really takes the stress out of having to choose an outfit having to iron it all that jazz so just make sure you're getting enough sleep and you might just be able to get rid of your alarm as well so if you're having kind of a tough time getting out of bed and making a start on the day ahead there's usually a pretty obvious culprit, which is usually a bad night's sleep, okay? So sticking to a consistent bedtime can be tricky, but it's something to strive for. After all, the amount of rest that you've had has a greater effect on your mornings than anything else. But it's not just your morning routine that stands to benefit from you getting a proper night's sleep. So adequate sleep is vital to your whole sense of well-being. We know this. It's got like to do with your metabolism and stuff like that. Like your metabolism can speed up by you getting like a better night's sleep. So you can physically, and this is scientifically proven, this isn't just me spouting shit. You can physically lose weight by having the right amount of sleep. Most times when I feel that sense of burnout approaching, I'll decide to make some much needed changes to my lifestyle. You know. I try to always get at least eight hours of sleep, which is crazy because that's literally a third of your life, isn't it? But in order to achieve that target, I have an alarm style thing on my phone where if you've got an iPhone, you might have this as well. It's called bedtime. Um, It's already like on your phone already. You don't have to install it. But it tells me when I should start winding down each night. In fact, I sometimes manage this so well that I don't even need my alarm. And sometimes I'll wake up two to three minutes before it goes off in the morning. But sleep deprivation slows your mind down. And like I say, it slows everything down in your body, like metabolism and all that jazz. And tiredness can really knock it out of you and leave you feeling less productive on the day ahead. Even on weekends, my body clock wakes me up at the same time. I don't even set me alarm on weekends anymore because I must just get enough sleep because my body clock naturally wakes me up. So you can see how important it is to get the right amount of sleep. Going to bed early or waking up a little bit later are both options. But even if you can't manage that, you can try to develop just a consistent pattern and catch up later. Okay. But by reading these books, it's really made me see that a solid morning routine sets you up for the day ahead. And the key to developing your own morning routine, like I say, isn't just any one singular technique or activity. It's doing what works best for you. So start right. Okay. Getting the first few hours of your day 
has getting all that right has a dramatic effect on what comes later you can end up feeling happier more relaxed and ready to conquer the world so where do you start the best answer is by following your instincts and sticking to what feels right so getting up at 6am to do an hour of meditation might sound like bliss to people but for others it's more likely to be like another reason to pull the duvet over the head and just return back to sleep isn't it so if I said to you, get out of bed and do some physical exercise, you might be like, oh, fuck off, Mark, and just go straight back to sleep. The key to successfully crafting your morning routine is by experimenting. So try out some of those ideas that you like the sound of that I've just mentioned. And if it feels good, stick to it. If it doesn't resonate with you, try something else. You're sure to find your own unique combination soon enough, okay? Right, how are we doing for time? Okay, we're up to about time. So <laughs> I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and it hasn't just been me rambling about sleep. Uh, you can message me at Canning Crystals on Instagram and TikTok. And please, if you've enjoyed this episode or any previous episodes, you can leave a review on whatever app that you're listening to this on. It really, really helps the podcast be seen by other people and it helps it move up the charts. And it maybe takes you 10 to 20 seconds to do if that. Please, please, please. I would love you to do it podcasting is free i don't get paid to do any of this so i literally do it out of the goodness of my little heart so please 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 show me some love and if you've got any ideas about future episodes of the pod or if there's anything that you want us to cover that i haven't done before let me know right i hope you all have a lush weekend and i will see you all next friday when i'll be a proud range rover owner uh, for another episode of canny crystals the podcast take care guys bye catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.